Ready? Ready. Back in the saddle. Well, hey there, everybody. We're just jumping in. I'm just jumping in. You All said right. you were ready. I, I thought we were going to have some intro music. Oh, well. Maybe our producer can add it in yeah, post. Yeah, in post. Welcome to Destiny Midweek, the podcast. The Midweek Podcast. The Midweek Podcast. Hope you're doing good. Hope you had a great Christmas to all of our listeners. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. 2020. New year. New. New decade. Decade. It's crazy. 2020. It's nuts. Fresh vision. It's nuts. I remember when the decade turned over 1990. I don't. And we had a watch night service here at the church. Do you remember watch night service? Yeah, I remember the Y2K watch night service. That was a party. That was terrifying. But we had like a... Anyway, so I remember that one too. Maybe we should bring that back. This would have been a great year to do it because we're turning over a decade. Yeah. I guess there, no. we could call some people. There's we still could. time. But I mean, if you're listening to this, obviously there's there's not time, but... Anyway, I mean, maybe time machines have been invented in 2020. We had the watch night service mm -hmm. and it was up here in the chapel and they always, we had praise and worship, a little sermon. It was about an hour long service and they spend about the last five minutes praying out the old year and praying in the mm -hmm. new year. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you, you'd, You'd have service till about eleven fifty-five, and then they say, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna pray." And so everyone would get down on their knees and just seek the Lord for five to ten minutes. And you transitioned your year by by praying. That's cool. Not like the world does it by kissing each other or whatever yeah. debauchery. Oh yeah, is happening in the world. Anyway, um, so that's how we used to do it. And so nineteen ninety, I was nine years old and we were up here in the chapel and i'll never forget for some reason i was praying with dad and we were up by the stage kneeling down and i was praying with dad and he said it's a new decade and i was like what's a decade and he's like it it's a new 10 years a new decade has has just begun mm-hmm and I've, I don't know, that's always just left this like big impression on me. That's cool. When a, a new decade turns over. Yeah, I don't remember that. I was only three. So, but yeah. Y2K, I remember. For sure. I mean, I remember dad, didn't he have like a concert? That's we, what we, I remember. Yeah, we had some sort of service, worship, but we were all like, is this the last church service we'll is ever this have? Is the end? Is, with power. Is, is is this the end of human civilization? Yeah. Is this Armageddon? Is this going to be like an episode from The Walking Dead? And I remember as a kid, just like when we were counting down, not knowing, but now in reality, like the rest of the world, I mean, a lot of other places hit 20, 2000 before we did. So right. if the world was going to end, it would have. It would have already ended. Already ended. Sure. But as a kid, we didn't realize that. So that was that was probably my favorite New Year's countdown. Right. So we could all go home and throw away our stockpile of beanie weenies and 
Grandma, though, she had bought like 90 gallons of water, filtered water. And she left them on her back porch and kept them there for like two years, I think. And so... Baking, it, it, baking in yeah. the sun. So in 2002, she asked us to go and move them and throw them away, but they were so brittle that you would pick it up <laughs> and the handle would just break. And so water spilled everywhere. That I remember that vividly. Well, that was a lot of fun. I mean, that even makes more sense than moving it. Like just dump it out yeah. and then throw away the... Right. Instead of moving a whole bunch of gallons of water, busting yeah. your back. So a new year. A new year. Yeah. It's exciting. Did... Did you take part in any uh, New Year festivities in Mexico? You we were just getting back from Mexico here. Right. No. Uh, therefore, short trip visiting Steve and Rebecca Lee, missionaries to Monterey, Mexico. They've planted two churches there. Had a wonderful visit with them. Had a wonderful service with them. And did not have any New Year's festivities. While we were there, their soccer team, Football. Football team. Football. Excuse me. Football. The Monterey team won some sort of national championship. And so for those of us who are in San Antonio, we know what it's like when the Spurs win. Oh, yeah. And how the city celebrates. But. Commerce. This was like Spurs celebration plus. I mean, this was about 10 levels above. Wow. The the celebratory uh, experience, people just running in the streets, flags everywhere, cars with people with drums on top of them, lots of cerveza flowing in the streets, and pickup trucks with like 15 people hanging out the back. So we were up in our hotel room, it was about midnight, we started hearing all this honking and uh, fireworks going off. Mm -hmm. So I go and I look out the window and it's just pandemonium. I said, Heather, we have to go, we have to go see this. We have to go experience this. I mean, did you know at first what was going on or did you think there was some sort of revolution happening? Or? I, I, I had seen earlier in, in the evening in the hotel lobby, there were some people watching a football game. Mm -hmm. And so I, I put two and two together pretty quickly Yeah, and I could see all the flags and I like, come on, we have to go. Well, she was already in bed, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, we have to go. Like, she's like, I don't want to go. So like 10 minutes, I'm telling her like, come on, when, when are we ever going to be in Monterey when their team wins the national championship? Right. So I get, I say, well, let, let's just go down and we'll, we'll stand out at the front of the hotel and we'll just look out. And so I convinced her to do that. And then when we got on the streets, I'm like, come on, we got to walk down to where all these people are going we have to go and we have to be a part of this parade mm -hmm. and she didn't want to do that either but i'm like come on i mean when are we ever going to have this chance okay. again once in a lifetime and so i, I finally convinced her and we, we had a nice walk and was cheering with a lot of the people celebrating it was a great fiesta That's cool. and so that explains the monterey tattoo you have yes on your face um, today yes it it was uh, I don't know how I got it. I woke up with it, mm -hmm. and hopefully, it'll come off. Hopefully, it's washable. Yeah, but I saw on your IG live the the flags they had were huge. They were huge. I mean, but and Heather's like, where are they getting all these flags? And so we turned the corner, walking down the street, and there's like five guys out there like selling flags. Like they were Johnny yeah. on the spot. Yeah, 
and I almost bought one, but I had already spent all my pesos, and I just had a twenty, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't, yeah, you know, it's not worth twenty bucks to be able to wave a flag. But like in San Antonio, we just have those little rinky dink car flags. No, you know? this was like full blown three foot by four foot flags. Everybody had them, and I was invited into the back of several pickup trucks as I was cheering them along. And I really wanted to get in, but I could not convince Heather to do that. I was really close. Yeah, I think you made the right choice. If it, if, if, if it hadn't been Heather with me and had been somebody else, I definitely would have been able to convince that person. Yeah. And we would have gone down the street. And that shows you you married the right person. For sure. She wanted to get back up to bed, and I, and I understand. It was like one in the morning. But we had a wonderful time in Monterey, and the service was wonderful, and had a wonderful time with the Lees, and really excited about what God is doing there. Awesome. How did things go here Sunday? Oh, things went great. Uh, I spoke. It was a good time. We had a great service, good worship, got good feedback, good response from the Word. Yeah. What uh, what did you speak on? So I spoke on Ephesians 5, the first part of it, and where Paul tells us to imitate God so to do that to look to Jesus Ephesians is maybe my favorite book in the Bible Mm. just love it it's just so good it is great and so when you asked me to speak a few months ago or I guess it was about a month ago the verse came to mind uh, redeeming the time because the days are evil and thinking about 2020 and just a the end of the year message. So that verse came to mind, like taking, like making the best use of our time in 2020. And then, so I started reading through that passage and saw, Hey, there's a, there's a whole message out of this. So I taught through that. And so walking in love in 2020, loving people sacrificially, um, imitating God, but then Paul lists some things, right. That, I framed it as these are things that you need to get out of your life if you are wanting to imitate God and right fully walk in love and serve people sacrificially. So right, I thought I, it was good. I was able to listen to it this morning on YouTube driving in here, mm-hmm. and I was a little shocked that it was only thirty minutes. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I really wasn't shocked, but right, I was like, wow, how does he? How does he do that? So I, I guess, like they didn't edit anything out. That was like the no, whole thing. That, right? that was it. So what time did you get? You guys get out of church on Sunday? It was about eleven thirty-two. Eleven thirty. Yeah. Wow. So, in with the Lees, mm-hmm. in Mexico, their services are a little bit longer. So we started at ten thirty, and I don't think we were done until one thirty. Yeah, we had a three-hour service. It's a little longer. And it wasn't because of me. <laughs> that's a first. It was a first. And so that's just funny. Like you guys had the shortest service of the year. Yeah. And probably where, was where I was. It was the longest service. Yeah. Cause we, we, me. I don't know what happened. I don't know how it ended up being shorter than I, I thought it would be, but we also, we, we didn't have announcements and that usually, Sure. Well, yeah, but, some time and but thirty minute message. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's doable when you when you finished, 
were people like, wow, we're already done? That That's it? That's it? Did you feel any of that? Or were people like, oh, wow, we get... No, I didn't, I didn't feel that at all. When I prayed to dismiss, I think they were like, that. that's all that we're... Like, we can leave now. Like, there's no announcements or y'all aren't doing anything else, but I didn't oh, yeah. get I didn't get the sense like... Sure. No, we want more preaching. Okay. Yeah. So... <laughs> that's good. In fact, I've had... F- Multiple people tell me, hey, we really like it when you preach because you get us out on time. You know, who who is it that determines what on time is? People's bellies? No, that would be me, the pastor. So we always get out on time. You're right. Right? I submit to your <laughs> viewpoint. I mean, anyway, um, I thought you said something really great in the message. Oh, that's cool. You said, live 2020 with a mission in mind. Mm. I thought that was a great thought. Great idea. Yeah. Live 2020 with a mission in mind. Yeah. I, because I talked about how I know people in my life who are like super productive and can get a lot done and with the same amount of time that we have. Right. When you were talking about that, and you said, do you know anybody that's like super productive and can just get everything done? And everyone's like, yeah. And then you're like, I know someone. And I was like, oh, he's going to say me. <laughs> Sorry. And then you started talking about some lady from work. Yeah. With her Excel spreadsheets. I was like, well, missed an opportunity there. Yeah. Oh, well. Sorry about that. It's okay. But anyways, you, you can accomplish a lot when you have a, a, mission, a, a mission, a focus, a vision. Yeah. And so I was just kind of convicted myself, inspired myself to really have people. Yeah. To refocus as the focus. On what matters. Yeah. It's good. So, yeah, there's so many distractions. Right. And they're not, not even bad distractions. Yeah. But if they take away from our, our focus, they really can end up harming yeah. us. Right. And, what God has for us in our lives. So that verse in uh, Ephesians five, one be imitators of God mm-hmm. as beloved children. When I, when I read that verse, I always think I have this mental picture of when my daughter faith was like three years old and I walked in to our closet and she was putting on all of Heather's clothes and she had put Heather's high heels on and mm-hmm. put a dress on. And I thought, what? That, every time I read that, I remember Faith imitating her mom. And the reason she wants to be like her mom is because she is loved. She's a beloved child. She's mm-hmm. been loved. And how effortless that was for her. Like, it wasn't difficult for her. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, I got to go dress up like mom today. They're really because she loves her mother and looks up to her mother and knows that her mother loves her. There's this natural inclination to want to be like mom. And I think that's what Paul is saying here, mm-hmm. is that we're God's children now, and he loves us, 
And so imitate him, be, be like him in, in how you live. And I think sometimes we get sideways when we think about how it's hard to live like God or to imitate God. Right. And, and really if we're living out of, if we go back to Romans eight, the spirit that he's put in us, not living according to the flesh and always thinking according to the flesh, but if we really set our minds on the things of the spirit and tune our minds to that, it really is a natural overflow of the Christian life mm-hmm. that we will live like God, be imitators of God. So I love that verse. Yeah, it that's it, a great, great verse. I'm thankful that we had a, a dad, have earthly dad that we don't we don't mind imitating or being like. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we had a really good example. A lot of, sadly, a lot of people when they say, "Oh, you're being like your dad," or "You're like your father," it yeah. can be a, a not negative, a, not a positive, right? So, I think for us, it's it's easy to to think of of God as you know someone we want to be like because we had a great example of a dad. I often think about what you know what it's like for people who didn't have the best fatherly experience. Re- relating to God as a father and well I mean that's that's one way to think about it and in the negative and I think that there is truth to that but there's also a positive to it which is now I'm part of a new family I have a new heritage I have a new legacy that I I don't have to continue to pass on the iniquity the the brokenness of sin that was handed to me because I've been pulled out of that family. Mm -hmm. And now I'm part of God's family and that supersedes everything that supersedes family. It supersedes culture. It supersedes upbringing. And so I I think that there can be a period of time when you're a baby Christian, you're learning about who God is, mm-hmm. that you might have to work through those things, but I, I think that should be a short period of time. Yeah. And that we can, even if you had a horrible earthly father, that you can grow beyond that to really see the truth of who God is and that you're, you're a part of a new family, a new heritage, a new, new legacy that you're now leaving for the generations that are coming up after you. Right. R- right? Yeah. That's good. So, so you you think more positive? That's good. I, I'm. I guess I think more negative. Well, I'm trying to help people. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I guess that's the point of this podcast. Hopefully, we're helping people. Yeah, I I think there's I think there's absolutely truth to that, and so it's good to acknowledge it, but we have to then move people beyond that to a, a greater truth, right? Which is that hey, that was then, but this is now. And your heavenly father is awesome. Mm-hmm. He's not like your earthly father. And even, I mean, our dad was great, but he wasn't perfect. Right. You know? Yeah. But God is always good. All the time. Wait. God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. So I, I also noticed that where it says in uh, Ephesians 5, verse 3, 
but sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper in the saints that you just you just absolutely went there talking about sexual sin yeah i i mean you just went for it man i was i was proud i was oh that's cool yeah when you talked through this you did like this whole sit down thing and did i yeah because you thought it could be uncomfortable talking about sex and did you watch that i did getting ready and you brought up that faith thing so i think that's really cool that you you still remember that yeah shows how like real that is that you remembered that story yeah i mean that must have been three years ago so okay so i like sat down and and gave a whole like yeah it was serious it was was like you were doing a talk you weren't you weren't preaching at people because you wanted them i guess to be more comfortable i see but i didn't want that i wanted people to be uncomfortable and to feel the conviction yeah i was i was like i'm i was listening i was like man i'm really proud that he didn't just kind of tippy toe around that but he just went for it yeah i mean it was were you planning on doing it that way i was okay i just if it was a little it was a little weird because it was it's right in between what i really wanted to hit and how i wanted to land but i feel like god gave me a a good way to make it all tie together and and fit in there so but yeah it uh it's in there so we can't ignore it yeah absolutely and i i mean i know of lots of people that would start with verse one and two and then you ended on uh what redeeming the time 16 yeah i I know a lot of people that would start with that one and two and skip down to 15 and 16 just because you know they don't want to deal with all the junk yeah and you dealt with the junk because it's god's word and it's quick and it's sharp and it's powerful and it's a blessing and I think you you even told me you had some people coming up Sunday after service saying that they got it really spoken to them in the the three through yeah fourteen right portion yeah and it, that ju- that just goes to show you that we can't be afraid to proclaim the word of God yeah and I mean that's something that's something that everybody deals with and not just the not just the sexual immorality, but where he says, um, you know, walk as children of the light. You at one time were darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. That's something that I think everybody struggles with every day is shining your light and not living in darkness. I mean, the everything in culture really is, is darkness. And Christians... We, we tend to live in the world for whatever it is, six and a half days a week, and then we're light for three hours at church, you know? So I think it's something that we need to be mindful of and really raise our convictions and be willing to take a stand and say, that's just not what a believer should be partaking in right and i think that's how we shine our lights you know because you were talking about how you know uh everybody's going to be watching this show right and if i don't watch it i'm going to be left out but i i think you know not in a not in a holier than thou or self-righteous way but if if everybody's watching a show and it's full of garbage and you make a determination you know what, i'm not going to fill my soul with filth and people are talking about it and they ask you what you think about it and you say well 
it's just not something that I feel like I can partake in because of not because I'm a Christian and yeah, that's not what we do, but because of how it's going to affect my soul and and it'll affect my walk with the Lord, not in a condemning way or self righteous way, but just in a these are this is who I am and this is how this will affect me. I think doing that actually shines a light. I think that's how we shine for Jesus. Yeah, and it 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 just puts that little thought. It sows that little seed into people's minds of, well, wait a second, there, there's another way to live. I, I don't just have to follow in fall in line and in step with the culture mm-hmm. and live my life walking over the cliff of destruction. You know, it just sows that little seed. And I, I think a lot of the living that way is what is being salt and light in the world. Yeah. And it, it puts that, that thirst, you know, salt makes you thirsty. And so if we're out there being salty, mm-hmm. I think it puts a thirst in, in people for, you know, the true and living water yeah. that only Jesus can bring us. That's good. And it might not be immediately, but I, so, someone this week, and I don't want to uh, say who they are uh, because I, I don't know if they want me to, but they had been witnessing to a coworker for a long time years Mm -hmm. and years and this person reached out to them recently in a very desperate situation and they reached out to this person Mm -hmm. in our church because they know he's a person of prayer and integrity and is a christian so he reaches out to him i mean he this person was at the end of his rope Mm -hmm. and again our our good friend shared the gospel with this person and he gave his life to the Lord and has, has seen a massive turnaround and is, is genuinely following Jesus. Yeah. And our, our friend reached out to us and, or me, I don't know if he told you too. Yeah. Okay. So just told me about how, how excited he is for, for this and how God's, you know, took, I mean, we're talking years and years and years and years, but how all of that investment is born fruit, and genuine fruit, and I think that going into 2020, all of us should have that determination to be that salt and light, and to be praying for the people that God has placed in our lives, Mm -hmm. and to be ready when the time comes, and not to, to, to shy away from those moments, but to step into those moments with boldness, yeah, trusting that God's moving and working. Yeah, and I think people really like, whether they admit it or not, I think they they notice people living with convictions and taking a stand and and saying, I'm not, I'm just not going to partake in this. Um, I had a few coworkers back in the day when, when I'd say, oh, I, I don't watch that show or I don't do that. And they say, man, I could never do that, but I respect, I respect you that you can do that. Yeah. And um, me and Micah saw a movie last night. My our brother, yeah, uh-huh. my brother, our brother, and it it was one of the one of the best Christian movies I've ever seen. It's not even labeled as a Christian movie, but it's about um, World War II Austria, and a guy has a family, lives on a farm, and gets called to serve in the army, and he 
doesn't want to because at that time you had to um what's the word salute to hitler or not salute but anyway pledge you had to pledge your allegiance to hitler so was this is this after austria had been conquered by the nazis Yes. So he he is an Austrian living under German occupation. Yes. And he's being called up now to fight in the Third Reich. Yes. Okay. So not not to oppose Hitler as Austria was invaded. Right. No. But to the... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I could see why you wouldn't want to do that. Right. And But he was a devout Catholic, believed in Christ. It's a true story. And so it was just... I mean, it went right along with, you know, what I'm, what I was talking about. And you talk about like convictions and even the, the Pope is saying, look, if you don't, if you don't do this, what's the, what's going to happen to your family? This isn't in the big scheme of things. What's real, what is this, what is your decision really going to have on, you know, the world? And, um, it was just very inspiring. Cool. I, I would definitely recommend it. It's called A Hidden Place. It's not, it's it's kind of an independent movie. So we saw it at the Bijou at Crossroads Mall. Uh-huh. But uh, it's three hours long. So is there an intermission? No. <laughs> <laughs> but man, the way he captures, the director captured the scenery yeah. of Austria. Yeah. And it was, you just really felt like you were there amongst it. And not not a terribly uplifting movie but as a believer i really think it it would be good for you to to watch there's definitely a lot uh worse movies sure. you could you could watch this holiday season so what was it called a hidden place a hidden place yeah i have to check that out yeah it, it was just um really really cool the whole time i was just sitting there thinking like man this like thinking about my life and kind of the gray areas where we tiptoe on on not sinful stuff but it's like we live our lives like the world yeah you know what what is it about me that's really different and so it was just really inspiring and encouraging and then to see that you know now there is a movie being made about this guy and that his sacrifice and what he stood for and all that wasn't in vain so that's great so live with the mission in 2020 walk in love in 2020 let's be the hands and feet of jesus christ every day this year yeah I, i think if you live a life of purpose every day and don't get distracted and don't let your thoughts become preoccupied with things that just don't matter to really set your minds on things of eternity Mm -hmm. that yeah i think i can can do some amazing things with a person like that i think i think you could be shocked so i i I think people ought to do that yeah Yeah. what did i say the name of the movie was a A, hidden place place. (laughs) a hidden life A hidden life, people. <laughs> a hidden life. Forget a hidden place. I was, yeah. You were thinking about the hiding place. I was thinking about the hiding place and... Cord 10 Boom. The hidden... A hidden life. life. I feel so bad that I botched that. But I was just talking to somebody about the movie A Quiet Place. 
I see. I see. As we were talking about top movies of the decade, you know, real eternal value conversations right. that I'm having. Right. And so a quiet place was being discussed. A hidden life. I'm sorry. Do not even look up a hidden place because I don't know what that is or what you'll find. A hidden life. A hidden life. So, yeah, I hope y'all have a great New Year's and we're really looking forward to what God has in store for your life personally in 2020, but also as a church. I think there's just a lot of great things on the horizon for Destiny Church in 2020. Yeah, the whole decade, believe in God. You know, our church is going to turn 80. Wow. 80 this year. Oh, this year? No, no, this decade. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Next year will be 80, wow. 2021. And uh, yeah, just really believe in God for, wait, we're founded in 1941. Yeah, so that'd be 80. In, in 21? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, sorry. So yeah, uh, you know, who knows what God has for us over the next season. I, I think it's going to be great. And I think it's going to be better than we can imagine because I know God wants to, to really change a lot of people's lives and see them set free and delivered and restored and move into the destiny that he has for them. So, yeah, I believe in God. Amen. For great things. All right, well, we'll see you soon. And we've got a men's event. No, yeah. This Monday. Next, yes, this coming this Monday. This coming Monday, January the 6th. 6th. 6.30 men. 6.30. Hoping we're going to have fajitas. Ooh. Need to iron out some of the details, but. Are those beef fajitas or breakfast yeah. sausage fajitas? Mm. Or? We're going to do some beef fajitas and <laughs> <laughs> some frijoles. Maybe you could uh, whip up some guacamole for me. Yeah. Some pico. We'll probably, we'll probably throw some grilled veggies out okay. there, you know, for the. Are, you, are we getting a grill? I want to get a grill. Yeah, so hope, those are the details. Hopefully okay. we'll get a grill out there and some meat Man. and offer a sacrifice to the Lord. That'd be great. Offering. Sweet smelling savor. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to think about it. The children of Israel, they were burning beef like 24-7 yeah. in the middle of the camp. Like huge bulls. Mm-hmm. They were thrown on this massive barbecue pit. I can't remember the dimensions of it. I'm going to look it up right now. Uh, what was that mosaic tabernacle? Yeah, I mean the the smell. Altar. I mean, it had to just smell like uh, Rudy's barbecue all the time, like like saturated. It, that's probably all five, these people smelled like was fire. Five cubits in length. How long is a cubit? I don't know. Not a. How long is a cubit? Eighteen inches. <laughs> So five, do some math. Five times eighteen. So divided by twelve. That's like seven and a half feet. Right, something like that. Maybe that's a good size. Five times eighteen divided by twelve. Yeah, you were right. Seven and a half feet. That's how long it was. Mm -hmm. That that that's its dimensions. How high it was was three cubits. That's four and a half feet. Wow. So we're talking about a grill. Yeah. That was seven and a half feet long around. Mm-hmm. 
and seven and a half feet square and then four and a half feet tall. And that's not even talking about the base, right? That, that, you know, it's sat on like that is huge. Yeah. That's massive. It's huge. I mean, they're probably turning like a thousand animals a day. It's nuts. So yeah, they, they, they had to smell like barbecue, right? Like, that's how you knew someone was an Israelite when they walked into your town and yeah, all you smelled was barbecue. <laughs> Rudy's and, and, and Bill Miller. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Well, I don't know how I got on that. Oh, we're well, going to have some yeah. and fajitas. And I talked a little bit about that on Sunday, you know, so. Yes, exactly. We're just kind of in the mind. So, men, 6.30, Monday 6:30. the 6th. Monday the 6th. Gonna have a great time together. I'm gonna be bringing a word of encouragement right. for the men for the cool. year. So, what are we doing for the men in 2020? We're gonna keep up the quarterly meetings, monthly, monthly meetings, or yeah, we're gonna continue the monthly great fellowships that we've had. And um, I've got I've got some things I'm I'm working on, cooking up, stewing, mm. brewing, but not really ready to to share on the pod oh, yet. Oh man, yeah. I think it'd be cool when you when you're ready to say it to make it a pod exclusive. Oh, okay. We'll put it on our Patreon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hey, thanks right. for listening. Yeah, thank you. That has been a great year of, yeah. of podcasting with you. Believe in God for another great year. Looking forward to twenty twenty.